Blog Talk Radio. Relax in this beautiful space that you've created. Stand up. Okay, we're going to expand the energy. You're going to do it before with your eyes closed. So you internalize the energy completely. So just close your eyes. In order to go out, you got to go within. Tai Chi is my method of doing it. It allows all energy condensed in the very core of your body and as you continue this practice or any of your Tai Chi forms practice with your eyes closed sometimes so you can really internalize it and some marvelous things will happen I won't spoil your experience if you are not sexual you cannot be spiritual because it takes energy to be spiritual it takes energy to meditate. And I'm not talking about alpha relaxation. I'm talking about meditation, dynamic, deep meditation. Learning to rotate your consciousness through the body in certain specific psychic pathways that the tantric traditions of have after that. And in this way, we open up and enliven ourselves to the possibility of being able to create and be any and everything your potential will allow to be in this lifetime. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the premiere episode of WOTA, Way of the Alchemist. I'm your host for tonight, Jason Corwin, and we were just coming into you live with a little bit of um, Grandmaster Senyata, one of the teachers of Coach Kair Love, our very gracious host who has welcomed us onto Original Native Radio, and we are very pleased and thankful to be here tonight. We have a very special show in store for you. We have some guests, some graduates of the 2011 Way of the Alchemist training, two good friends of mine, um, two very lovely people, Jomo and Cheryl. And then we also have Chameleon, one of the administrative assistants for the program and a trainee in the 2012 class. So, we are just taking a moment to take our breath, uh, grab a sip of water if you've had a busy day, slow down for a minute, and come and join us for a conversation on practical alchemy and coming into our divine spiritual purpose, living in truth in our life maximizing uh, love and peace in the world and finding that path, that good way of being here in this dimensional reality we call our life. 
So we have a lot in store for you tonight, and we're going to start it off with just a few announcements. Um, so I am joined by the ever-lovely chameleon, and I am making sure we turn her microphone on because I don't know if I actually see her number. Oh, there we go. And Miss Chameleon, you are live. Hi, can you hear me? Can hear you loud and clear. Thank All you right, very much. <laughs> well, hello everyone. Um, as you said, my name is Chameleon and um I am a current student uh taking the way of the alchemist training as well as um offering uh support staff and so I'm here to give the announcement. So, um for March 5th, Monday, March 5th, 2012, um, we have just a little, a few announcements, not too many. On March 21st, VOTA will be hosting a conference call for community healing. It's uh, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you are interested in attending that call, we ask that you send all donations for participation to www.wayofthealchemist.com. Dot info. The telephone number for that call is 218-844-8230, and the code is 394-934. I will repeat that. The call number is 218-844-8230, and the code is 394-934. This information can be found as well as uh, the donation that you would leave for participating in this call will be found at www.wayofthealchemist.info. We will have on that day um, a question and answer portion with guest alchemist Gatana and uh, Hank Rising Sun. They will be also discussing relationships, and they will be given a spring healing formula as well. Then we have uh, Diana Farr, the custodian of WOTA, will be taking calls for readings and alchemical formulas by phone beginning Wednesday, March 28, 2012. Um, Those calls can be received from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There is no uh, appointment required. We do ask that all donations be submitted to wayofthealchemist.info. Uh, for all uh, readings that you receive. The call number on Wednesday is 347-685-WOTA. Again, that number is 347-685-WOTA, and WOTA is 9682. Uh, If you have any other questions or concerns regarding any of these announcements, you can direct all inquiry to wayofthealchemist.info, and um, we also look forward to you gathering on the call. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ms. Chameleon. So many of you who are just tuning in right now um, may be thinking, so what is alchemy and what's its relevance in my life? And we're going to go there. It may be a little bit of a roundabout route, 
but it's going to touch on uh, many areas of life that I think people listening out there are reflecting on and wanting to uh, find ways to manifest that truth and that sense of purpose and that fulfillment in their lives. And, you know, throughout the course of human history, there have been many different alchemical traditions, alchemy really being the essence of the transmutation of energy. Um, and we can experience that within our internal structure. Um, two of our guests are holistic healers who will be touching on that tonight. Um, it also deals with the energetic movement all around us in this life experience. So from these personal testimonies tonight, um, hopefully you as the listener will get a little more of an idea of what we're talking about. And I'll just lead in briefly tonight with something of my own personal experience of the beginning of my alchemy training. And that was um, back in March of 2011, and I had spent the day with one of my elders in a marshy area. Um, I'm an indigenous person, a Seneca Indian, and I was with an elder who was showing me um, where eagles nest and where I, I'm a photographer and I like to take pictures of nature. So he took me to a place where I got nice pictures of a mother eagle and a big nest and some babies poking their heads out. And after I took him home and I got on the road, it was time for the very first um, gathering, the first official gathering of the 2011 WOTA training done by a um, conference call. So I tuned in, and as I'm driving along, just as Diana Farr said, she gave an invocation and, and said, and now we begin an eagle flew right in front of my windshield, um, and and I got a really close look. And that's for me is and and my people is considered an extremely auspicious sign. Um, so that made me take extra strong notice. I know my wife, who had met Diana, was extremely enthusiastic about what she was talking about. She even said, I'm I'm not even sure what this lady is talking about. I just heard her voice. I heard a little snippet of what she said, and I knew wherever she is, um, I need to, to work with her. I need to deal with her. I need to learn from her. So that was how I began my involvement. Little did I know as I was traveling that day that at my beautiful wife's office, a book had arrived in the mailroom in the building where she works. And there are other offices there. And she went by the mailboxes, and, and a colorful book is sitting there with a note on it. And no envelope, just a post-it note that said, Jason. And she couldn't see what it was, but she it caught the colorfulness of the cover caught her eye. She picked it up, and it was a book called The Toltec I Ching. And she said, oh, I guess this is for my Jason, because he's been talking about wanting to learn the I Ching now that he's been studying 
the Bagua, the fundamental um, underpinnings of the I Ching, or the I King, as it's known uh, among the Chinese. But this was a new version uh, with an indigenous twist from the um, hieroglyphics of temples in Mexico, and they included for each hexagram a beautiful painting done by a Chicano artist from Los Angeles, uh, a Martha Ramirez or Poiza. And little did I know then that the I Ching was very important to the work that Diana was doing and that she had taken a reading on what was the energy for this group of people she would be working with. And she came up with the hexagram seven in the classical I Ching, which those of you who are hip-hop heads and know Dead Prez, you know that that's the I Ching symbol they use um, on all their materials and that they talk about. The army, number seven. And that translates in this new I Ching because to a different hexagram, because throughout history there have been many uh, I Chings. It's a book of changes. It has evolved through time. And so two people, one with a great knowledge of the traditions of the I Ching and one the knowledge of the indigenous um, traditions and spirituality coming from Mexico, collaborated, and a new one was revealed that was also really designed to be about for the liberation of the human spirit. Because throughout history, um, powerful leaders had, you know, they had misused these oracles for for very um, great personal gain at the expense of many. So with that spirit, this new I Ching, Diana had asked me to find the corresponding hexagram to the army and use that as a reading and a, and a beginning for our classes many times. So in the Toltec I Ching, I'm going to share with you tonight hexagram 28, which is entitled Synchronizing Movement. And the image in the painting is of many different kinds of animals singing and dancing and drumming to the same rhythm. Above them shines the moon, which is shown as a water jar within which a rabbit crouches. Interpretation. This hexagram depicts the dance of renewal. The diverse group of animals means that you do not exclude any from your sphere of activity. Singing, dancing, and drumming to the same rhythm means that you work for the harmonious coordination of all involved. As a symbol of the womb and fertility, the moon overhead means that you attune yourself to the naturally repeating cycle of renewal that governs all things. Taken together, these symbols mean that in a time of transition, differences must be set aside in order to achieve the kind of coordinated effort it takes to succeed. Action. As surely as the tides rise and fall, change overtakes us all. As things move toward one ending, they begin to shift toward another beginning. While everyone seems to be carried along by the same current of events, they do not all respond in the same way. Some compete, some cooperate, some withdraw, and some lead. To thrive in such a climate, you need to form as broad an alliance as possible by joining forces with others, regardless of past conflicts, 
distrust, or lack of familiarity. In this regard, past conflicts can be seen as the sparring by which you have trained each other in preparation for this greater test. Now is the time to prepare for the coming hardships that accompany periods of transition. Approach those who are resourceful and strong-willed, bridging differences by working toward goals that reflect your common interests. Increasingly integrate your efforts, concentrating on improving effectiveness, versatility, and mobility. Once it has a solid and proven foundation, open your alliance to others by accentuating the way in which the relationship would be mutually beneficial. It is essential to emphasize mutual respect among all concerned, demonstrating it by learning from new allies and integrating their methods into the overall strategy of the alliance as a whole. By continuing to expand your alliance in this way, you take part in a growing, organic response to events that succeeds because it does not lose its adaptability. Intent. The eternally recurring cycle of renewal moves at its own pace. It has its own rhythm, and if we hope for our endeavors to succeed, then we must time our actions in accord with the movement of the creative forces. Just as the tides fall into step with the phases of the moon, plants fall into step with the seasons, and dancers fall into step with the music, successful endeavors fall into step with the rising and falling energies of opportunity. Just as the seeds we plant next spring come from the harvest we stored this winter, we will not position ourselves for the next period of advance if we enter this period of decline unprepared. Most people lack the agility to take advantage of opportunities during a period of new beginnings because they lack the insight, discipline, and humility to keep time with the prior period of endings. Because you recognize that strong, flexible, mutually beneficial relationships are your greatest resource, however, you spend the winter setting the stage for next spring's sowing. Summary. You are attuned to the underlying harmony of the unseen forces, you have grown accustomed to the waxing and waning of the seasons and know how to recognize periods of advance and decline before they arrive. Without calling attention to yourself, try to help those around you succeed in good times and bad. By working for the success of others, you do not lose touch with the real. And that again is Hexagram 28, Synchronizing Movement from the Toltec I Ching. The corresponding hexagram to number seven from the classical Chinese I Ching, standing for the army. And so, speaking of soldiers, I want to bring in uh, a very strong, good friend of mine here right now, um, a long time practicing alchemist, Taoist, acupuncturist, though he may not call himself a Taoist. He's also a traditional African spiritualist, but he's studied the ways of the Tao. He studied many indigenous traditions. Um, he's been a great friend for many years. He is the director and chief acupuncturist of the Harlem Village Acupuncture Clinic. So we're going to bring on to you um, my classmate from the 2011 WOTA training, Jomo Alakoye. And it's not letting me bring him on. Here it goes. Now you rock and roll. Jomo? Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Good night. Good night to you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Um, 
thank you. Um, <laughs> I um, thank you, Jason, for that um, introduction, and um, good night to you, Chameleon, um, and everybody that's listening in. Um, I'm here in New York City, and um, I am a, a graduate of the class that uh, 2011 class um, of where where the Alchemist training. Um, and uh, I was asked, uh, graciously asked by Diana, uh, who was our instructor, to to talk in this evening about a little bit about myself and um, how I came, how alchemy and, and practices, various practices, various paths have come to help me in my life, and and and, and not only in my life in terms of my professional life, even as well. Um, I I would I'd say uh, that uh, I guess I want to say first just you know give thanks to the ancestors because uh, my ancestors are definitely um, what precipitated my path here you know in this lifetime and and and, and opening up the way for me to do the work that I'm doing now and to do that work on an even more expansive level. <clears throat> Um, my uh, my um, my life here on you know as Jomo has been you know really a lot around um, how to get get into the flow of life and and that's what I that's how I think of alchemy it's about getting into my own flow my personal flow what is my path here how do I find that and not only how do I find it but then how do I walk that path or those many paths and walk them knowing that I'm protected, and walk them knowing that I'm safe, walk them knowing that I have no false sense of security, but I have a sense of groundedness and a sense of feeling light as I'm, as I'm taking that path or those paths. Um, the reading that you did about synchronicity is, is kind of like one of the, the main themes for me. You brought it up in terms of your experiences, Jason, with the eagle, and seeing the eagle um, a short time after having dialogue and just things, synchronicity, things coming into into sync and letting you know, okay, you're doing something right. Um, I'll share something about myself because it, it does, it, uh, I, think, I think that we all as individuals have something about us that if we really pay attention to, um, it helps us at moments of crisis. Um, moments where we're feeling we're challenged, and we just have to listen to it. Um, it's a part of us, you know. It's a part of our divine nature, if I go as far. So for me, um, it was my dreams. You know, from very young, about 11 years old, I was able to see glimpses of the future, and I began to have a sense of control over it. And uh, in my 20s, I had a pretty good sense of control. I could kind of discern when something was going to happen and it would be true or not. Um, but various things happened to me, and I kind of walked away from that gift, if you want to call it. And um, walking away from it was a beautiful thing because it allowed me to kind of experience life feeling a little off, uh, more so than I had before. And then when I made the path, when I made a decision to refine that gift, to reopen it, um, or to unlock that door that it was in, 
that got me back onto a path of, of, of I could say, greatness, expansiveness, abundance. Um, and it's where it got me to where I am now. So there's that, that aspect of being grateful for all of the challenges that have come up to get us to get me to the space I am now, to be appreciative of where I am in this moment. And all of those moments of challenge that have come up in the past helped me get to this space. Um, and uh, I think for me, that's how alchemy has definitely played a role. Um, I will say that um, when I think of alchemy, I think of it, again, as multiple paths that are all aligned to help us be in the flow of our lives. Um, they're what we call natural laws in the universe, and they're based on they're based on oneness, and out of that oneness comes duality, and out of that duality is expansiveness, growth. But it keeps coming back to that oneness, that source. So the nature of life, the nature of just being, is constantly about expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction. Life, birth, rebirth, Life, birth, death, and rebirth. Life, birth, death, and rebirth. Expansion and contraction. We wake up, we go to sleep. We wake back up again, we go to sleep. Um, and taking those basic tenets, if I, for me, taking those basic tenets, acknowledging those tenets, um, what that meant for me also is acknowledging that there is this concept of reincarnation, um, that this is not my first life and the reason I live this life is to have the experiences I need to have to have a greater experience of awareness, of awareness of my own connection to the source. Um, and so in this particular life, I have been exposed to African traditions very early. I was exposed to um, Chinese traditions very early, um, Asian traditions, I'd rather say, as well as indigenous traditions to what we call presently North and South America. Um, and so these traditions vary. They could be um, dietary. Um, I was raised a vegan, and so there are particular dietary traditions within that. Um, meditational, um, in addition to that, even divination, um, forecasting uh, to deal with certain problems or to make sure that certain choices would be most auspicious or well intended, you know, well-received, well-intended, again, going with the flow of life. Um, as I got older, as I mentioned, the dream started to manifest, and that was a way of me, my own personal, um, I could say, uh, my own personal gift. Um, all of these other things were things that I got exposed to as a kid, and but the dreams were coming from me and Nate. Um and um, as I got older, I just began to study those things more and more um, to to expand on it. just kept coming up, and it, and it felt good. You know, it felt good to see how those things could help me um, help other people. You know, and, 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 and that always felt good, just wanting to be present and helping other people, whether it was my siblings, whether it was my mother, um, you know, the various men and elders in my life and other women in my life. The bottom line is I enjoyed that. And so 
um, at a very early age, um, it was told to me, you know, I should consider being a healer, and in particular being a veterinarian um, due to my love for animals and caring for animals. And when I looked that up, it just resonated with me. And so I think one of the the terms I also add in is resonance. Um, Resonance being something that just, it it attracts you. You're attracted to it. You know, um, some people might resonate. Everyone resonates more or less with sugar. But some people may resonate with one form of sugar more than another. Some like honey. Some like cane sugar, you know. Um, Some people might like yellow as opposed to green. Um, so there's resonance in that. And none of these things are what we might call irony or, um, or, 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 or coincidental, you know. So then there's that other aspect. There's nothing that's, that's, that's uh, nothing happens just arbitrarily in life. You know, there's a reason for all of these situations. We just have to be patient to look at them. And, and that's the thing, that's, the, those are the, those, that's something that our ancestors were able to give us and, looking at life. So, you know, we don't see life as so, so random. In fact, we can begin to see a pattern. So the resonance that I had with those, with, with healing um, became something that I just enjoyed exploring. I enjoyed exploring the idea of spiritual traditions and magic and um, looking at how to live longer, how to live more vibrant, um, how to not have injuries or recover from injuries very well, very quickly. Um, just different things along those lines. Um, tarot cards. Um, I, I had a, a love for it. I just love looking at people do it. Um, this thing called magic. You know, not not pulling a rabbit out of a hat, but more uh, the more in, in, innate aspects. Um, some people might have even you see it in martial arts where you might see someone push somebody without even touching them. That sort of stuff made sense to me. It just resonated with me. Um, so when I got to my um, my late twenties, I resumed my studies of that path. As I said, I, I I got off track for a period. I started looking at other things and living life, and and kind of moved away from my own personal gifts um, and those things that resonated with me on a spiritual level, um, and just began exploring life in a in a regular sense, you know, the physical world. Um, relationships with people and and struggling through those things, seeing certain things keep coming up and wondering why were these struggles constantly coming up. Um, And in my late 20s, um, I resumed that path. I got back into African tradition, um, primarily through Yoruba. Um, And then through that, um, made my way back into studying divination and energy work. And then um, I'd say the crux came around 2000 and, 2000 and 2001 um, when a cousin of mine passed forward, and I admired this cousin so so heavily. Um, when he passed, he passed very young, and not only did he pass very young, but he passed very wealthy, and um, and I felt, you know, we work, we live our lives. We work, we're taught to go to work, we're taught to go to college, we're taught to go get it, you know, do well in college, and then you graduate, and then you get a good job, and then you either make one of two choices. You either work that job or you get a job telling other people how to live their job, 
and you can make a lot of money out of that if you really do it well, and then you live and you die. But what happens if you die early, you know, and 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 you work so hard that you weren't able to be available for the people that are close to you? So that was a big trauma for me to experience that. Um, this person who worked so well with what he did but passed away before he was able to even share it with the people that he was doing it for, that was he was doing this work for. And his dreams weren't fulfilled in the way that he wanted them to be fulfilled because he felt, you know, I, I say that, you know, he had to work. And, now, uh, Jomo, this, this yeah. was uh, your cousin who who was the producer or a significant figure of uh, of the production of New Jack City, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, he he was not um, slacking on his work. He Everybody wasn't knows slacking. Jack City. He wasn't slacking on his work, and he was doing the work not for. He was doing it for selfless reasons. You know, um, his intent was to come back to New York City, and um, so we're talking now almost. You're looking at almost 15 years ago. The city did not look the way it looks now. The country didn't look the way it looks now. And his intent was to come back in and um, use the money that he had made and help create jobs and opportunities for people our age and younger than us, you know, where we could work as people of color, um, largely men and women working together, and transform our communities from the ground up with our own natural skills as artists, as healers, whatever it was that we did, Let's let's find a way to work together and put it out there to the to the to the overall public that we are coming through. So, um, yeah, that was the first thing, and um, as a result of his passing, I was in a, in a in a in a situation where I couldn't even I didn't even want to go back out into the world and do any of the things that I was doing because it just made no sense to work to die, uh, and um, that led me to um, reimmersing myself in Buddhism and studying Buddhism um, from the perspective of um, how can I live my life and live my life prepared for something that's going to be inevitable um, and still enjoy my life, you know. So live my life knowing that at some point I will pass and at the same time live my life in a way that's going to be balanced so that, you know, the things around karma and all of those different things don't manifest it. Um, and then I'd say the second thing was um, 2000, when the World Trade Center, we had that situation down here in the city. Um, you know, that was that was an intense change for me and hundreds, millions of people all across this world. But um, that was and now you were one of the cleanup workers. I was one of the the first responders that we. I worked for Verizon at the time, and. Um, and I was one of the first responders reporting in that evening and the next day to set up emergency lines um, for the government and for the various uh, military groups as well as um, local authorities. And we worked there definitely for about six months straight um, and um, and then working in the city just doing that every day. Um, Clean, fixing lines, getting lines up for people to communicate and get people in and out of that area. And I got to see a lot of things which shocked me um, about how we connect with each other. Um, and um, as a result, I just 
starting to take an even greater shift away from my interaction in, in society. And, and that led to me, for lack of a better term, just basically ex, expatriating um, and saying, well, I can't, figure, I can't figure out life on this continent. Let me go someplace else. It would be easier. Um, for those folks who listen to the reggae, you know, they hear that term Babylon, you know. I ended up leaving the country and went to the Caribbean. My intent was to go to Cuba and then go to South America. Um, I was aware of the Chiapas movement out there, various um, you know, revolutionary movements taking place, and, and even um, spiritual communities in South America and in the Caribbean. And I, was, I said, well, let me go out there and find myself there. And came to realize that Babylon is everywhere. You know, it's more about how do I center myself. But going out to the Caribbean, it also brought me back into this, this healing work. Um, I got re-exposed to farming. I got re-exposed to the earth, um, got reconnected. Um, it felt good. And I came back to New York City um, with the intent of studying farming, getting back on that path that I had got off of around veterinary medicine and healing work. Um, and even the metaphysical and the spiritual became more and more um, enticing, and the path opened up more for me to get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, against all of the now, that's, that's a great um, transition, um, if you don't mind, because I want to bookend uh, right there, and, and we're going to need to station break and ID and all that, and then... Um, I want when we bring you back. I want you to then go into your story of becoming a farmer and and becoming an acupuncturist. So um, you are listening to the Wota Way of the Alchemist radio show, the premiere episode in 2012, um, featuring students and associates of Diana Farr of Brooklyn, New York, and. We're very thankful to be hosted on OriginalNativeRadio.com and for Coach Kair Love to showing us mad love and bringing us on to the network. And, you know, he's got some fantastic websites and services, RelaxationIsTheKey.com and, um, and one for the CN28 system that he works, which I'm sure... Um, you who are regular Coach Kair listeners know all about. So I see that he's in the building, and I want to bring him in to shout us out for a minute because I know he's coming back from Atlanta from uh, an amazing event with some very um, serious folks in the healing and metaphysical and spiritual community. And he was down there talking about the tantric lifestyle, very very juicy kind of stuff. So let's see. We are bringing him live. Coach Kair, we can hear you, I think. Peace, peace, James. What's going on? What's happening, Joe Mo? Peace, bro. Peace, peace. How y'all feeling tonight out there in the water land with all these alchemists in the building? Feels good. We're we're very happy to be here. We've got a uh, good bunch of callers on the board. We got folks in the chat room. You know, uh, all of us were a tad nervous tonight, but we've jumped in and we are real happy to be rolling with the vibe of Original Native Radio. 
Hey, man, when we rolling with the best, I know you used to be nervous, man. You know what I'm saying? Just go ahead and pop a cup. Anytime you get nervous, you just pop some more champagne. That's how we do it over <laughs> here. Well, I'm, I'm packing uh, some highly alkaline well water that I pumped earlier today. Um, that's that's my champagne for tonight. Well, there it is. What You know what I mean? Tomato, tomato. You know, I feel that. Um, that website for CN28, by the way, moonmagic28.com, moonmagic28.com. Just want to do that quick drop. Um, but I'm really enjoying the show. I am currently, like every time you host and I'm not on, the, on board, I'm coming through South Carolina. So, once again, that's where my particular energy is at right now. I'm coming through Columbia, South Carolina, and um, we're just tuning in from the outside. And I'm glad to be involved in the cipher and definitely hearing um, the story of fellow alchemists, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of it. I got to stop through here in a minute and drop some um, some meditation DVDs and some Tai Chi DVDs off um, the event down with Dr. Gibson and Dr. Blair in Atlanta was powerful. Um, one of the things Jomo has said about how can we recover from illnesses faster and how can we, you know, how can we live longer and, and, and have that, you know, have that. Really, when you want to see that prosperity, you got to stick around on the planet. That's one of the things is you have to be able to know that particular science of taking care of yourself, you know, speaking the right words, having the right diet, consuming the right, you know, uh, liquids and things like that. And, and it's very habitual. And it might take a little while, you know, so this is not the shortcut path for anybody because Jomo's not even dropping the years, and I can already tell, like, that wasn't he didn't do all that in two or three weeks. You know, he said he was six months was on the cleanup program, so up in uh, New York at the nine eleven, then to the Caribbean and then delving into different um different aspects of spirituality. But I think the common thread is if you really wanna know a path, you're gonna have to uh really delve into it. You're really gonna have to jump two feet deep into it and just submerge yourself into it if you want. And then when you come back up, um, I think all of the precepts from those things that you have submerged yourself in are still going to be with you in your own particular flavor. It's like marinating meat sometimes is what I call it. Sometimes you might marinate it in a little vinegar. You might marinate it in some milk. You might marinate it in some salt and pepper. But after it comes out of that frying pan or that broiling pan, it's, it's all going to be in the flavor. So... I'm definitely respecting the brothers' alchemy tonight and really enjoying the show. Cool, cool. Well, we appreciate that you are checking in on the road. And, and the vibe is in South Carolina tonight because our second guest after Jomo is Ms. Cheryl Smith, uh, one of Queen Afua's holistic medicine women who's down there in South Carolina. So uh, you two can wave to each other um, through the road and... Yeah, we will jump back into the show. Thanks so much for checking in with us, Coach K, uh, making our day. And, you know, if you uh, after you do your runnings, you want to check back in again, you know, we'll yeah, still be here till 9 o'clock. Okay, no problem. I do want to give a quick shout-out just in case I get into a um, a tough area on the highway. Tomorrow I have a big show coming up with more alchemy, but this is a brother 
um, who's the founder of Stemtometry, S-Y-M-T-O-M-I-T-R-Y. You can just type in stemtometry.com, and you've never heard of it because I had never heard of it. But once I did the research, I was like, oh, my God. He's really using the alchemical formula to cure people from cancer, produce more enzymes, uh, fight addictions, and all that. And he's going to be coming on on Tuesday nights starting tomorrow. So if you're rocking with the best original native radio, stay tuned in to Zoom in or keep Zooming in to tune in because we're going to have an action pack for you, you know, for the duration of 2012. So I think everybody's in the right place, and um, it's going to be fun. But, yeah, com because the brother gets in and defeats his symptoms before the disease can arise. So that's going to be very interesting tomorrow. You know how we like to have fun. So I'll see you all tomorrow on that show. Okay, what time is that show tomorrow night? That is at 8 p.m. from 8 to 10 uh, on the East Coast. Um, he's in, The brother, the doctor, is in Chicago. He's from Africa. And, um, like, I already talked to him today for about a half an hour, and he was already bringing it. So <laughs> it's going to get – I, I really feel that tomorrow um, we're going to open up a lot of open up a lot of good healing and a lot of good avenues. He told me to remind all the ladies – any kind of problems that you may be having, uh, menstrual cycles or uh, cramps or anything like that, or just some emotional blockages are going on, or any kind of cravings that you're trying to kick or get rid of, just give us a call in tomorrow. Well, that sounds right up our alley. And wh- and what's great about it is that's around the time that the weekly uh, Alchemist training call wraps up. So folks uh, from WOTA who are interested and who are listening right now, they can uh, come back to OriginalNativeRadio.com or come back to this uh, Blog Talk Radio channel and hear the Symptometry show. Definitely got my interest, Pete. I'm sorry. I just wanted to ask if you could spell again um, the term that's used, the modality he practices. The first word is symptom, so it's just like put symptom S Y M S Y M is in Mary P T O M. I think it's, it may be O T R Y. Maybe if you Google it, Google to spell it right for you. Symptometry, but it's a symptom. I think it's the science of treating it's the science of treating the symptoms of these diseases. Yes, Maxwell, Doctor Maxwell. Uh, nah, his name is, hold on, let me get his name for you. Dr. Nardi, N-A-R-T-E-Y. Yes, I'm looking at him here, Maxwell Nardi, yes. That's that's him, very approachable, very conversational. You would think somebody with this kind of science, you know, they they wouldn't be, um, you know, they wouldn't be approachable, but he got on the phone <clears throat> and it was like we had knew each other for a long time, and and it's funny because the brother who introduced me to him is also a naturopath, Chinese medicine, acupuncture uh, brother out of Greensboro, North Carolina. He may be on the line uh, right now. If you see a um, if you see a three three six 
four five six. That's yep, brother. I see Ad, that Ad, number. Yep, he's in the building. Yeah, that's brother Amsu. So um, later on, if he's still on the line, um, definitely before the call ends, bring him in to give him a better preview. And I, and I wanted Jomo and Amsu to link up as well. So whenever you, I know you're running the switchboard, you don't have to do it right now. But whenever you want to bring that in and make that connection, that'll be real powerful. Cool. We'll appreciate the the insider info. Right, because we're bringing that brother to Greensboro in April. So, like, we're going to do some things around here. I love how the alchemy is flowing, and you got to stay on your surfboard to make it happen. Dig it. Dig it. Well, it sounds like you got some uh, busyness behind you, so uh, we are going to get into the announcements. It's about that time. So, for sure, appreciated you checking in and um, and looking forward to that show tomorrow. All right. We are going to put you back on mute. Um, And unless that was you with the sirens, Jomo. Yeah, that's Harlem. (laughs) Okay. So, anyways, um, definitely that was great to have the the founder and um, producer of Original Native Radio check in and welcome us on this first premiere evening of Woda Way of the Alchemist. And at this time, I think it would be really good for us to get the announcements again since we've got our minds on scheduling and we know Coach Kair's got his show coming up tomorrow. We have, uh, for people who are interested in joining Way of the Alchemist training, or there is the course has begun, but you can jump in, and it's every Tuesday at 6, and our lovely Miss Chameleon will share this evening's announcements with us for WOTA. So, Miss Chameleon, you're live. All right. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay, perfect. Okay, well, as you said, uh, WOTA's call will be tomorrow from uh, 6 to 7.30, Um, Eastern Standard Time. We also have scheduled for the Spring Equinox a special WOTA call on the original Native radio station on March 20th, and Diana Farr, the uh, custodian of WOTA, will be on the call that day. Uh, We have also on March 21st, WOTA will be hosting a conference call for community healing, and um, this call is by donation only. It is from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, to sign on to the call, we ask that you submit your donations to wayofthealchemist.info. The participants will be guided through spiritual healing, using our collective energy, and healing formulas for spring will be uh, shared as well. There will also be a question and answer portion with guest alchemist Katana and Hank Rising Sun, and the topic for the evening will be relationships. Again, for donations, please submit that to wayofthealchemist.info. The call number is 218-844-8230. Again, 218-844-8230. The code is 394-934. Also, Diana Farr, the custodian of water, will be taking spiritual readings and alchemical formula calls by phone beginning Wednesday, March 28th of 2012. These calls are not by appointment, so you can call uh, between the hours of 10 a.m. 
and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to reach her and um, gain uh, additional incitement into, into what's going on in your life. And that is also by donation. The call number to, to reach Diana or to um, to reach anyone for WOTA is 347-685-WOTA. 347-685-9682. The consultations, again, are by donation and no appointment is required. To be placed on the WOTA mailing list, please go to wayofthealchemist.info, and for any questions or concerns, you can also direct your inquiry to the website as well. And once again, the website is www.wayofthealchemist, and that's A-L-C-H-E-M, as in Mike, I-S-T, as in Tango, dot info. And that's it for the announcements. Thank you, Jason. Thank you so much, Chameleon. That was great. Very clear. And time is 7.53. We are here till 9 o'clock. My name is Jason, and I am your host for this evening. We will be having rotating hosts um, coming in this month, and then we'll probably be having shifting host duties monthly, I will be back in the month of May with my lovely, luscious Leslie, uh, my wife of many years, who is um, doing an amazing food alchemy project right now, and she is unable to join us while she's out on the West Coast. So we're going to come back in May because we come even better as a dynamic duo so you'll get to hear me again. So, but that's a good ways off. Tonight, this great and auspicious evening, we've been talking with another one of my fellow 2012 uh, WOTA initiates and graduates of the program, well, of the 2011 program. We graduated here at the beginning of 2012. And that's uh, Jomo Alakoye, and he is a acupuncturist and a holistic healer on many levels and an organic farmer based out of Harlem, New York. And if you're just tuning in, we had just gotten some good backstory on how he came to find his way back in his life again to a path of healing and closeness with the energy of the earth after experiencing the cleanup operations at Ground Zero for six months as a Verizon worker. So, Jomo, you're still on the line um, and still live. So we left off with um, you You had come back from the Caribbean and with the intention of um, doing farming. And, and was this idea to do it in the city or to go off into the country to be a farmer or, you know, what was on your mind? Um when I came back to the city, um, the, the intent was to do farming in the city. Um, in New York City there in the 70s, late 60s, 70s, and early 80s, um, really before crack became seriously prevalent, um, uh, there were green gardens. Um, and 
those green gardens were used just as recreational spaces. But uh, my viewpoint was why not have those green gardens in spaces that were available um, in early 2000 um, be utilized to provide food? Because I saw, I, I became, I, I didn't know the term food security, but I was aware that the access and how I use food in my life was something that everyone should have that opportunity. It shouldn't be based on, you know, class and, and access to economics. Uh, you want organic food, you don't have to go to Whole Foods to get organic food, especially if you have an empty space next door to your building that you can grow food for your entire block. So my view was to come back to the city and do that. Um, and um, in doing that, um, you know, I shared it with friends of mine, the people that were in my cipher at that time, and by and large everybody thought I was loony, you know, like went off the deep end. And I think that that's something that um, that's that's normal. You know, anytime an individual steps out and says, well, look, I want to find my own truth and speak what I feel is my truth, and it differs dramatically from how people have grown to know them and accustomed, come accustomed to know you um, or the individual, what will happen is, you know, you're going to kind of get, you're going to deal with tension. You know, transformation and transcension is a tension moment, you know, and, and if without that tension, we don't grow. I use the analogy, if children... If little babies did not have to rely on their parents to get food for them, they could simply suck in food from osmosis, just breathing, they would never turn into bigger people. The fact that somebody has to go and get your food when you're in the crib and you're knowing that you're hungry at that moment, you have to cry, that's going to make you want to get up and get out of the crib, you know, to get your own food. So tension is needed to provide growth. The challenge, that's why I keep saying the challenges that we have are actually there to help us to grow, you know. Um, and we see that as children. If we don't get challenged, we don't grow. If we don't get challenged to just provide and get our basic resources, we won't grow um, to our full potential, I would say. Um, so um, <clears throat> after going through, you know, the tension of the late 2003 period, um, I literally, things just began to fall into my lap. Um, I, re I joined up with an organization in Brooklyn, Food Co-op, and um, when I came back to the city, I was saying to people I was going to farm, and I said I didn't know how I was going to do it, but it was beautiful to remember how I felt as a kid when I heard about veterinary medicine and farming then. Um, after a week of being at the co-op and getting food there, I went in maybe a week or two weeks after coming back to New York, and voila, there was a manual, a pamphlet about 20 to 30 pages deep, full of farmers all throughout the New York State region that were farming organically. And um, there was a conference taking place about a month after that. And I joined in with a green, um, green initiatives committee around um, recycling and GMO foods and such. And um, they offered me, they offered, um, they were taking a trip up to this conference. And um, part of one of the workshops at the conference was looking at how to grow food sustainably for your community. And I said, okay, this keeps coming up. I, I put this out, and I said this is what I wanted to do, and it's what I remembered when I was a kid that I wanted to do, and it just keeps coming and coming and coming. And it wasn't expensive, you know. Um, and so I said, I'm going to go. And um, I went to this conference, um, 
And, you know, I was the only person of color at the conference, um, probably out of, I don't know, over 100 folks, the only person of color. But, you know, that's that's normal. You know, you go to college, you start to see that. You know, things are changing, but that still is pretty normal, Where for me at least, being the only person of color. But um, while I was there, I was well-received, which was pretty normal to me as well. You know, 6'9", I guess, was going to hurt me. But, um, you know, I was well-received and, and, and asked to join in with a particular farm. And it turned out that the farm that I joined up with, one of the um, head farmers, was a woman who is a woman who was responsible for developing communal, community acupuncture in this country. She's one of the chief stewards of bringing community acupuncture into the country. Um, and so I'm trained. I got an opportunity to basically train with one of the master farmers, you know, 20 years experience plus. Um, and um, and also, you know, she could be considered an anarchist in her field as well, a revolutionary in her field. And um, I spent, I took that opportunity full on and found a way to shenagle it with my job, the corporate job, and was able to go away for an entire year and spend farming from winter to winter. And um, that got me clear, you know, really, really clear. I came back to New York City not the same person, not a broken person, but a person who was mending. Um, and very clear that they're, you know, just just comfortable with who I was on a higher level, and and looking to resolve the conditions and situations that not only had I grown up with, but I was able to see during the time I was away that the things that I was struggling with were situations that my mother had struggled with, situations that my father had struggled with, their siblings struggled with, their father and mothers had struggled with. So it was a pattern, you know, and. Um, I said I came back to New York City and came back with the intent to do the farming in the city and also finish school. And um, I got back into that and then jumped straight from that path of finishing school um, with a conventional bachelor's, you know, in anthropology and sociology to say, look, I'm not going to do anything with this degree. I still want to do farming, but I need something that's going to give me happiness. And Literally, acupuncture fell right into my lap again, um, and um, I got into doing acupuncture all over again. Studying, rather, I got into studying acupuncture. Everything just aligned again, synchronicity with that. And I would say that once I got into studying acupuncture and the way that I studied, and the, the path that I came into acupuncture was more of a, it's more of a spiritual path. Generally, when you see an acupuncturist though we do all treat from a root perspective, meaning dealing with the root of the issue as well as the symptoms, um, the path that I came in had a very strong investment in the spiritual aspect of condition, looking at the fact that looking, taking the perspective that an illness, whether it's diabetes or erectile dysfunction or fibroids, is rooted in something that is aligned with that person's spiritual imbalance. They are not balanced with their spirit. They're not in sync with themselves, with their own destiny. They're either excess or deficient in their process. Um, and that's going to show up in other ways in their life. So it just felt right. It felt right, and all of the signs were pointing to it being right. Um, 
furthermore, it just it it, it tackled all it, it I won't say tackled, but it included all of the different things I grew up with. You know, as a kid, as a young adult, that I was I resonated with, and then where I was at at that stage of my adulthood. Um, and that's also when I met um, Jason. That's when I met you and Leslie as well. <clears throat> that year, two thousand five. Um, I'll go pretty quick and say that by the time I finished acupuncture school, I not only was in, was I on a more, I would say, definitely feeling more advanced in terms of my perspectives around health, around illness, around living life, but I was more receptive um, and really challenging myself to grow as an individual, you know, and, and really getting that, there's something greater to life than than just the, you know, what we call the conventional. You know, if something doesn't feel right, don't do it. You know, and then if you look far and wide enough, you see that what doesn't, what I saw, what doesn't feel right to me, also doesn't feel right for a lot of other people. But we just don't know what other options are available to us. We've been taken away from our roots. Um, you know, and and that's for everyone across the board as human beings. So you know, I came to understand that my path was about bringing that information back to the public, that we have options, that there are other ways to be. And not only is it about bringing, those, those, the, that, bringing that information back to the public, but living it. You know, we often think of, you know, we hear Jesus, for instance, or Buddha, and their individuals, we, can't, we don't see them in this day-to-day world, but they're actually there. You know, they're in us, they're in you, they're in me, they're in Kair, they're in Cheryl, they're in Diana, they're in... Chameleon, we are the living descendants of those individuals practicing these paths presently. They're in each of us. Those are each of us who are finding ourselves being in moments of resonance, finding ourselves being in moments of synchronicity, what we might call deja vu, it's not that. It's actually our spirit commanding us to be successful and take the time to do that work on ourselves so that we can pass it forward to the next generation. So I'll, I'll close by saying um, that I found myself, I guess for me, the, when I got into the alchemy class, the constant, the rhetoric that was constantly being expressed or, or, or propaganda, some might say, was be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. And that's challenging. What does it mean? Who am I? You know, um, I guess for me, I kind of came in in a little bit more of an advanced level. I think most of our classes, but not all of our classes was in that way. Um, so it was, a, it was a little easier. I had support with being with honoring my own truth. And um, as we went through the course, towards the end of the year, um, I had a major, major bicycle crash where um, I, uh, I, I literally could have died. I feel like a part of me did die. And that part of me that died was the part that chose to live life fear in a, in a space of fear or what we might call a space of lack, um, fearful that something was going to happen that would cause problems. So you're constantly looking at the negative end of things, you know, or overthinking a process. And um, when I was walking from that crash site, what came up for me was the situations that I experienced as a child some other people might have died from. Other people have died from. But I lived through them. And then this situation in this moment, other people have died from. But I am alive. So clearly I'm supposed to be here on this earth, and I'm supposed to be here living, you know. 
And so I basically said, well, it's going to be about living life fearlessly, not recklessly, but fearlessly. And that's been my mantra. And so how do I apply it? Um, basically in, in paying, you know, to all of the different techniques, you know, whether it's looking at patterns, looking at paying attention to synchronicity, all of those things are just ways of being. But the core part for me, I think, is, is really trusting myself, trusting that I'm being my authentic self. And if I'm not being that, looking at what's stopping it, knowing it's within me, not something external of me, but it's within me. It's within how I've had to be to survive so long and letting go of it because I'm living now. And um, the different methods that we learn in water in the water training um, all relate to different paths that I've already gone through, but it allowed me to have a safe space to bring all of those different paths together. You know, um, you know, again, you know, diet, divination, paying attention to natural aspects of nature, harmonizing my male side, harmonizing my female side, all of those aspects. I, uh, being in the world of training allowed me to to uh, to work on them, and I'll say that um, lastly, while I was while I was convalescing, I happened to read um, The Alchemist, um, which is by uh, Paulo Coelho. I'm not sure how to say his name, but it was a beautiful story, a very short story, but it literally resonated with the same things that I was going through in my life, and that I heard fellow classmates talk about. So. Um, you know, that's that's really all I can say. If anything, pay attention to the, the to what resonates for an individual. Um, be fearless. Practice being fearless. Don't try. Do it. You know, just erase the word try from your vocabulary and just do. And when you do it, you've done it. If you don't like how it manifested, do it a different way the next time. And if you do like how it manifests, Know that what you did that moment worked then. It may have to be a different way the next time because life is constantly changing. Life is constantly about helping us helping us grow through the aspect of change. There's no one way to go about something, but if you're willing to be fearless, if you're willing to look at the patterns, if you're willing to really look at yourself and take ownership for yourself in your process, you can go far with it. You know, and be in your own, be your own authentic self in that. Sure. Well, that's some really wise and good words there. Um, and speaking of practice, you have you are practicing acupuncturist right now. Um, you have a community health treatment focused clinic. You know, could you? Please tell the listeners a little bit about your project and your work right now, and also your contact information if people want to look it up. Sure. Um, I, I I created a, um, a health practice here in Harlem called Harlem Village Community Acupuncture and Healing Center. Um, primary goal is to make acupuncture and other holistic models of healing um, available to the Harlem community in the greater world. Um, this started in 2009, and I will say to you, I've treated people from all across the world who have come to Harlem, um, you know, from Switzerland to Japan to Korea to South Carolina, Virginia, <laughs> you know, to Jersey, to right in the community. 
um, all of these folks who come to Harlem and, and, you know, just making it available in an affordable way. And the vision is to just get it as a, get it set up as a sustainable resource to train people um, and what I consider something to not be rocket science. It's simple, you know, whether it's yoga, whether it's dance, whether it's acupuncture, whether it's deep breathing, whether it's dietary therapy, to give it, make it available for folks. You know, these are all our chemical ways of living. Um, the uh, address, the website is harlemvillageacupuncture.com. Again, that's Harlem, H-A-R-L-E-M, village, V-I-L-L-A-G-E, acupuncture, A-C-U-P-U-N-C-T-U-R-E.com. Um, you can go to that website and you'll find all of the information about the practice there. Uh, and uh, come on through, you know. And you've also got a Facebook page that people can like, right, for the clinic? Yes. They can go to the Facebook page and like it there, too. Uh, Facebook forward slash HVCAHC.com, I believe. Great. And, Jomo, you know, following in the the footsteps um, of the great Dr. Matulu Shakur, who ran a community acupuncture clinic in, in the same community, I believe, right there. You know, people um, know him as Tupac's stepfather, and um, less people know that he's a very, very longly held political prisoner um, for his involvement in the liberation movements of the 60s, 70s, and into the 80s. So very significant and important work that Jomo is doing. So definitely check him out, check his website out, reach out to him. He's one of my best friends in the whole world, and I can say that with um, just, you know, such a lot of love because, you know, so many times we, we've um, – to be friends and coming into the training was a great thing to be able to um, share with one another. But, you know, I just can't say enough good things about Jomo. And he gets to come out here to our place in the country and still um, dig his hands in the dirt and is a huge help to us every year with our firewood and our garlic crop in the garden. So he's a big, tall, eco-dude, holistic doctor, and a graduate of the 2011 WOTA training. And so we move now to a little bit warmer climate here in New York tonight, uh, where I'm at upstate, up in the hills of traditional Cayuga Territory homelands. It is going down to 9 degrees tonight. So I'm very thankful for the alchemy of the firewood that I split yesterday. Um, but we are going to take, get taken to a warm and sweet place with our other guest here tonight, Miss Cheryl Smith, who is also a holistic medicine woman with Queen Afua. And she and my wife were in the same training together. So I am going to bring her on the line now and see what kind of good warm energy cuz she's got coach Kair driving right by her. So Miss Cheryl, <laughs> soak up some of his energy, his magical radio personality and you know, 
share with us some of your beautiful story tonight? Oh, I know. Thank you so much. Greetings, everyone. Um, yes, Coach Guy is in a good place. He's down here in the the low country of South Kakalaki, where it's like what been sixties in the sixties and in the seventies and uh, maybe fifties at night, but sixties, seventies, and some days eighties. So we appreciate that. But uh, just wanted to uh, first of all, I say my name is Cheryl Smith. Uh, I would first just like to give thanks, first of all. Um, to God, my source of supply, Yeshua. Uh, just wanted to give thanks for being here tonight, for um, even being asked to be on the show, uh, feeling uh, the least of all in the crowd. I was just so shocked when Diana just kind of threw that out there, and I thought, oh, my gosh, she must be out of her mind. And so uh, I just wanted to be, I just wanted to give her thanks for asking me and inviting me on. Thank Jason, thank Jomo, Camillion, all the hosts, all of the people listening. Uh, if I don't jump out of my skin before I get all this completed, because this is new for me. This is my first time doing this. I'm very new with this, so uh, I was about to have just an anxiety attack before, you know, before even coming on. So I just first want to give thanks and all the ancestors and elders that have upheld me all these years as well. Um, I came to know uh, Diana Fall through Queen of Four, like you said. I uh, was in. I completed her holistic medicine woman class, and then one, after we had finished it, uh, this lady was on the phone one night. Uh, Queen had introduced us to, and I mean, I couldn't even hear what she was saying. I couldn't understand. I was like alchemy. I was like, what? first of all, what does this word mean? And then I can't even hardly even hear her. But it's like, I think I'm supposed to do this. I don't know what it is. I've never heard of it. I can't even understand what this lady is quite saying. She was, it was low. I said, so, uh, I said, but somehow I think I'm supposed to be a part of that. So that was how I got started in terms of uh, meeting her with the class. And then for those of you out there that um, – Got all your arrows out. You can uh, just kind of put relax your arrows. Because first, I want to say that. Uh, I mean, another thing I want to say about this alchemy is, it's not a, a, a religion thing. Some people may think, well, well what is that? Because I was speaking to a lady one time when I first started, and she thought it was just about, you know, okay, well here we go with another religion. No, that's not what it is. So you can relax the back and relax your arrows and put your arrows down. Because the, what, what alchemy does is help you in whatever your, whoever you believe is your source of supply, whoever your spiritual source is, this, this alchemy can help you. It just helps propel you forward in no matter what it is that you believe in. Whether who you believe in, what you believe in, that doesn't matter. Because what this alchemy is here for is to help us apply the principles. We are applying what we do know, what we what, what we have learned. I mean, it, it's, it's like an, uh, it's like a remembrance. It puts you back into remembrance of who you are. You know, you know where you came from. You know what your purpose is. Sometimes life just knocks us in the face so hard and knocks us down so bad. We we forget who we even are. We we just totally forget ourselves. We lose our person and we lose our connectivity with our spiritual source. 
So, cause, I mean, and I can say that even from experience because my husband is uh, deceased uh, in, in two thousand. Uh, went to the other side, or how you want to put it, in two thousand seven, and you can put an S on them husbands, you know, on the other side. And so, um, I kind of got kind of, you know, I'm saying, well. You know, where's this God? I mean, I don't understand how this thing is working. And it was quite quite tragic. I mean, it, he was gone down, and, I mean, it was just a total shock and, you know, and all that. And so uh, I kind of lost a little bit of uh, of me, I felt like. I kind of lost a little bit of my connection because just, you know, going through, you know, all these different things. And it's a list. I mean, I got a book. I could just say a whole lot of it, and I'm just going to – but I know I got to narrow some of these things down. And so um, – so coming back, so then after I met Queen, then that kind of helped me. I was struggling, just struggling trying to find my way back. I'm trying to get my connection back with my spirit because I had already walked in those spiritual places, been in the spiritual communities, been in the churches. And I mean, man, anything, you, anything in a church to be done, believe me when I tell you I've done it, okay? And so I had been in all these, you know, places and, and, and had this walk with the spirit for several years. So, like I say, somewhere down the way, losing a little bit of this connection or, or not tapping in like I know that I should have been doing. So then after coming in with, with uh, you know, I say struggling, trying to find my way, then I then I come in contact with Queen. Actually, quite, uh, well, quite divine, I guess I could say. A friend of mine was here at my place, and she had the book with her. She had the Sacred Woman book with her. And I was, it was a time I wasn't, like, say, feeling so good, just going through all these things. And so she had the book with her. And so I was flipping through the book. I said, oh, Sacred Woman. So that's, mm, that's a good name, Sacred Woman, okay. And so I'm flipping through there, and and she says, uh, so as I was just reading it, and she was getting ready to go, she said, well, if you want to, you can keep that, but you can keep that book if you want to. She said, I can just get it later. She said, because I don't pretty much read it. I, you know, you just go ahead and keep it. Oh, my goodness. Man, you're talking about a life-changing experience. So then I, I so I, I, at that time, I, I'm also a registered nurse, and so I, but I, I, so I travel with my job sometime. I travel, you know, I was, doing, I was doing travel nursing. So at that time, whenever I called Queen, I had, I was in Hawaii. I mean, I, I, I was, it was just like the Bible for me. I might have put the book with me everywhere I went. So I called her and began to inquire, you know, how could I get in some of these classes? How could I get some of the, you know, the products? And how could, you know, I'm asking all these questions. Back then, that was in 2000, I guess, I don't know, 10, 10 maybe or so. Well, uh, so she, uh, so whenever I got back home in, in like that 2010, then that's when I uh, started Queen's class. It was the end of 2010. I think I got my dates right, y'all. I, you know, you have these senior moments now. So uh, I think it was the end of 2010, yeah, because we graduated in 2011. And so after graduating, like I say, through after going through all that with Queen, I mean, it was just such a emotional, spiritual, physical, everything healing. Because of first, because of course, first, if we don't, it's our spirit that need to be healed. We know that if we get the spirit healed and get all these emotions out and like as as you heard uh, uh brother Joe Mo talks all about all these things and 
all the other healers before me. So, and, and even doctors know now, too, they understand this correlation now, some of them admit it, some won't, between, uh, you know, the, the, the physical body, the emotional body, and then the spirit body. And all, everybody's got one. We all got a spirit, a mind, and a body. And so all of this is working together. So as I was getting a lot of those uh, emotions out, I mean, just stuff, you just, oh, gosh, you just don't even realize it's really there. I mean, seriously. You'd be like, well, I thought I dealt with that. Oh, well, you know, well, I, I thought this was gone. Oh, my gosh, man, you, I, you know, I'm still dealing with that. I'm oh, Okay, I thought I was through with that. So going deep, going in, going deep. I mean, she's talking about all these spiritual baths and all the spiritual cleansing, and I'm like, well, I understand water and God and the water and the spirit, but, you know, why are we, where are just these baths? I mean, how are we taking these baths? How am I going to get here taking these baths? I just don't understand that. You know what I mean? It was, I, I knew I, I, I needed to do it, and I was going to do it. I was going to be obedient to it, but, you know, still a part of me was like, I just kind of couldn't understand, you know, what, what, what we were doing, you know, with, uh, with these baths and different things that we were doing to help us with our healing. Like I said, all of it goes together so well. It's just amazing because, see, then, okay, so then the, the solar plexus area is sitting right there, you know, in the colon. So, you, you know, you've got your constipation problems and you've got your everything problem boils down to, we you know, need the spiritual healing. So all these things, I probably might jump around, y'all, because, I mean, my mind just gets to, I just kind of get going and I try to slow down and I'm beginning to hit myself. So backing back up to what I was saying about, um, the uh, you know the, the healing there, all those emotions had just kind of settled down in there in me that I just kind of didn't know about. I either didn't know it, or what I did know, I like I, said, I guess I forgot, because like I say, this thing with alchemy, it puts you back in remembrance like you wouldn't believe. I mean, you remember things you don't even you know, maybe some of you don't even want, really want to remember. So then. As I was, you know, listening to Queen and, 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 and going through those classes and her ministering to us and ministering to our spirit, then these things were, were you know, all those emotions were leaving out of my body. They, they were leaving. And then I, you know, then I do, we was doing a lot of detoxification, you know, by way of the, you know, the herbs, taking the, the herbs to cleanse the, the, the body, the colon, the, all of the organs there. And so, uh, amazingly enough, I began to start feeling better. Now, talk about crying a river of tears that heal. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm telling you, it doesn't take much for me to cry anyway. But, oh, my goodness. It was just, I, I just I just would just lay on that bed and just, 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 just cry. Oh, just boo-hoo like a baby. Just, just cry. I mean, I, I wouldn't have to even be thinking about nothing and just start crying. You know, I I I I, I would be at work, you know, sometime, and just start crying. Just didn't even realize that all this was healing me, that I was getting healed. And as I would pray and fast and meditate, you know, and and and, and learn how to just releasing those people or releasing whoever and whatever it would be that would be hurting me. Uh, the, the medical field is a very um, stressful, uh, these days These days, nurses are not like what it used to be. I mean, it's a, it's a very, 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 very stressful job. So I had been wanting to come away from that for quite some time. So even healing was just helping me even with that. 
when I went back to nursing school, I was already grown. I mean, my children, I was grown. <laughs> my children were already grown. When I went to nursing school, my children were grown. I was kind of torn between, you know, the um, the natural medicine, which is what I really wanted to do, and uh, because at that time I was getting colonics. And so uh, my, my, the colon hydrotherapist, she was she was kind of coaching me, and I was like, oh, gosh, this is really what I, oh, I would really like to do this because this can really, you know, maybe help people to, you know, feel better. You know, I wanted to be a nurse because I wanted to help people. And, uh, you know, they want to be a heal, you know, you want to heal people, you want to help people. And so, uh, but the way nursing is today, and, and no, nothing against it, because I have great respect for the, for, the, for the field there, for the practice. But at the same time, um, you know, it, 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 a lot of those diseases, it's just like putting a Band-Aid. You know, you're, just, you're putting a Band-Aid on it. And, 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 and so to get to the very root of it, you, we must deal, like uh, Brother Mojo was saying a while ago, we, we've got to deal with these, uh, we've got to go to the root of these problems with, by way of the spirit, which Diana teaches all the time. And so as I was seeing that, but then I was, I was doing nursing school, and it's very demanding, and so I said, well, and then I start, tried to start studying cold hydrogen. I was like, oh, I can't do all these. I mean, how can I do all these things at one time? I can't, you know, you know and I, was, I wasn't able to do both of them at that time. But somehow I knew in my spirit that I would come back to that. I said, now, you know, I'm going to come back to that when I finish this. I said, I'm going to go ahead and finish this because I done started it. I said, well, I'm going to come back and do this. I'm going to come back and do some of these natural things, something that I really want to do, some of these natural things. So sure enough, I did, you know, become, I, I got certified in cold hydrotherapy in 20, I don't know, 10, 11 maybe, 10, 2010. That, that also took place in 2010, I believe. I'm not currently uh, practicing it right now, but I'm 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 working on it and waiting on that. Uh, just at, right at, at this point in time, I'm being repositioned. You see, just coming through the acclimate class, and I'm kind of in a. I feel like I'm in a holding tank or something here, and you know, and being repositioned and just kind of walking by faith and and uh, you know and, and and just trusting here because I could I see where that is uh, truly another avenue. Uh, in conjunction with all the other avenues that the, the healers uh, before have spoke about, it all works together, you see. And so, uh, you know, being able to uh, administer colonics and, and then speak to people about their health and, and you know, the, their diet and, you know, our, uh, and, uh, even uh, the formulas, like the formulas that uh, Diana Farr sells. I mean, not sales. Well, yeah, I guess I might can say sales. I'm not sure if that was the right word or not, but, she uh, have these precious formulas that she uh, make up, may strike the word sale, but anyway, um, she's anointed with these formulas, let me put it that way. And we had used these formulas, certain ones, uh, during the class. And when I tell you those formulas work, those formulas work. They work so major. It's just so awesome. I mean, just the simple things that God has given us. I mean, we think that this just got to be something just, just great and grand and big, and, you know, we're just going to see it drop out the sky, you know, in order for it to be God and in order for us to get what we need. Oh, my gosh, how wrong is that? So, you know, it's like it's, it's just all the, 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 the subtle things, it's just be just, just subtle that just comes in and you be like, I didn't know something like that. So small could do something this big. This is huge, big stuff that's happening here in my life. 
So then going back from all the way when I was talking about the queen with the healing, and then so here we come with frog girl, uh, Diana Frog with the healing, and then it's just the healing continues on. The healing continues. Now, I'm a water person. I've always just loved the water. I just go and sit by the water just just, just, just for hours, just sit, not, not even move. Just just not move, just sit at the water, look at the waterfall, and just, just meditating, you know. And so then when Diana got to talking about how spirit moves upon the water, I was like, well, I, well, I say, well, I just be talking. I'm like, no one, no one not like this water so well then. This is, this is good. This is good. And so all of these healing parts are coming together through us, you know, because Queen always talks, you know, you still you pray and meditate. Diana does too. You got to do your praying. You got to do your meditation. You got to take out your time. Take time to be with yourself. So in, in, in doing so and having our our time, our private time, a quiet time, dime time, what, how, which is the way you word it, then all of this is what's helping. And then in conjunction with all these uh, herbs and then all the, the oils and, and all the teachings and all, the, and all of that is working really good together, working together for the good of humanity. Manatee, period. Because as we continue to heal ourselves, then this is how we we are able to help heal someone else, and 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 just 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 propel the whole situation forward. Just just everybody just start moving forward and decrease the violence in the land. So when I began to um, you know see how all this was working together, so then I was like, well, so then my heart was like. Okay, well, why don't doctors, you know, uh, why don't some of these doctors be teaching, you know, some of this stuff of, 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 you know, of how we can heal and, and, and you know, detoxify your colon and, and detoxify whatever that it is, just cleanse the body, period, just cleanse the body out because we know if we clean, uh, we cleanse the blood, the body, the colon, well, all the organs, everything we cleanse, then it's still, then we're going to begin to feel better. So I thought, well, if I okay with the colonics, okay, we're getting the emotions out, okay, that's kinda helping people. Then you're getting the physical healing with it, you see, because now of course you feel better. Everybody know how bad how much better you feel when you after you done come from the restroom from elimination. You know how much better that you feel. Thus healing the spirit. Like I said, because it's all working together. So then my heart began to just, just kinda just kinda bleed a little bit with all of that. Like I say, working as a nurse, I, 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 some of the things that you, you know, that you, that, that you have to do, I just, it, it, it just, didn't, it wasn't sitting well with my spirit anymore. It was already bothering me, and then whenever I got in this class, with, with, with got in the alchemy class, I'm like, oh my gosh, man, I don't even want to give another pill. Oh my goodness, do I have to give these pills? And so, you know, those kind of things. And not saying anything. It's, we, we, in acute situations, we need this. Of course, yes, we do need doctors. We need nurses. We need teachers. We need all, God put all these people on the planet for a reason. It's just that some of these things just get kind of, it, it, it gets twisted, as they would say. Some of it gets twisted or it gets over the top, and some of it becomes unnecessary. So you just have to know how to discern what you need to be doing at the time, like Diane always say, you you got to make your decision in the moment. I mean, it's, it's in the moment of the thing. What is the spirit saying right now do? 
whatever situation that you're faced with, okay, well, I'm faced with this decision. Okay, well, I, I need to do this. I need to do that. I don't know which way I'm going. Am I going to the left? Am I going to the right? Am I going straight forward? Which way should I be going? And at that point, then this is when we stop and, and, ask, and, and, and listening and saying, well, okay. So that's another thing that the alchemy does. That's why I say everybody put the arrows down because whatever it is that you believe in, then you should be do, we should be doing it, Which, whatever it is, just kind of walking in it and asking your spirit and asking your source, what, where should I be? What is my purpose? I mean, with, with, with two of them being deceased, man, I'm telling you, I know, I thought surely I got some purpose here because there were times I definitely should have been gone, that I certainly should not have been here, and I'm still here. So that lets me know that I have purpose, and I want, and I continue to seek that purpose daily. But what, going back to what I was another point I was about to make, I told you I'd start getting jumping and just be gone everywhere. But the point I was wanting to make about the, you know, bridging, you know, it's like I, I would love to see just that, just bridge that gap, just bridge the gap between, you know, uh, the medical doctor, the, the naturopathic doctor, and just. Whatever other kind of doctor, just just everybody just come together, just, just, just come together and just get the people healed, no, whichever way it takes to do that. You know, if 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 the if a patient needs, you know, this medicine uh, for just a moment from a medical doctor, well, okay, it, that's for a moment. That's in an acute situation, short term. Okay, so but then over here, then this doctor's got this. And then, and that going back to the medical thing, you got your side effects to deal with over here. Naturopathy. Now, some people are allergic to natural things too. So, but I'm just saying, it's still a way that the, the, the to, to just bridge the gap with it all, whereby people understand, you know, this is how me, this medicine is working. This is how my natural stuff is working. This is what I need to do to, to get better. I know I got to take out some time and, 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 and meditate and, and fast and, and pray and, and, you know, fast in itself, go, you know, heal your body back. Although now that's another whole subject. I know you have to learn how to do it for people that don't know everybody not to do that. And, and that's fine. I'm just saying these are one of the, you know, ingredients. You know, you got your, when you're baking your cake, you know, you got your ingredients, and so you you got to have all of the ingredients to bake the cake for it to turn out the way you want it to turn out, you see. And so this is what I mean by all of the whole community of, the, of, of medical or of natural, of just, you know, all of it coming together and servicing the people. And then you got your ministerial people, you know, your, your, your healers, you know, your spiritualists, but such as Far and, 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 and Queen, and that's just to name a few. I mean, all of them up in there. Then you got your brother Kair, and, and, and you just got all these people. Jason, I mean, just such an anointing in this, in this reading until it is just on, just unbelievable, oh, man, okay? And so th- th- this is the thing, that everyone come together, from afar, near far, whatever, it doesn't matter. You know, we, we, we all should be, I mean, you know, church is just everybody doing their thing. It, it might not be just one person, you know, speaking. It, it, it may be several people speaking, you know, at that time, and that's a whole other subject too. So, but my thing is, everybody kind of coming together, 
bridging the gap with this with the medicine and not being, you know, I'm on this side, that one's on that side, this one is throwing arrows, that one's throwing arrows. No, we don't want to throw no arrows at anyone. We, no, we, that's not what we want. That, that's not my heart. My heart is just that, you know, why can't we just all do all of this together? I used to say the same thing about church. I was in churches, and that was just like, there's like a million different ones. No church on every corner. I mean, every freaking corner you can be, see just a church, man. And I said, well, what? Why can't, you know, why can't we just all do this together? Why can't we just come together and just show love, just, just, just love up on each other? If, if you've got what I need, you give it to me. If I've got what you need, I give it to you. See, see that's just what it's all about. See, I, I, our living is, is, is not in vain when we, this is just the way we do it. People think, okay, but if I give her this up, I say this, then, I, then I'm not going to have enough fun. I'll lose something. And I, no, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. The more, you, you can't outgive. The more you give, I know everybody familiar with the song or familiar with that scripture or whatever, the more you give, the more that's going to be given to you. It all comes back. I mean, I'm telling you, the Spirit has saved me from so many things and, and, and blessed me so many times. I mean, just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. I tell you, just the, just the other week, and Jason just have to tell me when I need to stop, but um, just, the other, uh, just the other night, I mean, I mean, not the other night, a couple of weeks or so ago, went to get my car serviced, and um, I said, um, I said, well, I was just going to get a quote, first of all. So let me see what, you know, this one's going to say, and let me go see what. Let me just get my quotes and do some comparison. I ain't going to just jump with the first one. Two or three people I think I went to. All the quotes were like $200 plus. One was 200 and something, another was three. Could go up to like four or $500. Well, that was on a Tuesday. I can tell you exactly what it was. It was Tuesday. It was Valentine's Day. And so, your yeah, hats off to the men, your yeah, Valentine. That's right, leap year. So that's right. We honor the brother by letting the brother go first. That's right, leap year. Bless all the men. So anyway, uh, so that Tuesday, that was uh, Valentine, you know, day. And uh, so I said, well, I said, oh, no, I'm just gonna. So I came on back home. I didn't, you know, I didn't do any of them. So then Wednesday morning, so then I'm getting, you know, getting up, getting dressed Wednesday morning. I said, well, I'm just going to wait till the morning and deal with it and see which direction I need to go. Now talk about, like like Far always says, you know, in, in the moment and being in the moment and, 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 and understanding what's happening in the moment as the spirit to direct and guide every moment. So I said, well, I guess I'll go. I said, well, I'm not sure which one I'm going to, but I'm going to just go ahead and get myself ready and get ready to go. The telephone rang. Mind you, have not spoken to this person in oh gosh, sometime last year. In 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 I don't know. In, it's been several months, several months. Maybe might, might have been going on close to a year, at least a half a year. I know. Just call, just call Rosa Blue and says, well, I was just, I was just thinking about you and um, just wanted to come and see how you were doing. And 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 uh, that was just. A, I mean, it's just like he didn't even know why he even called. You know. And so, well, which I didn't either. And so I said, well, um, so some kind of way the subject came up, you know, about my car. So I was, I know, you know, they know sometimes, you know, men know more about cars than women. I mean, I, my mechanical side is like, oh, God, somebody help me. And so I, I, I was just talking to him about the car. I said, maybe they, he'll know about cars. 
He said, well, let me, uh, you know, let me, uh, let me, you can see my mechanics there because that doesn't sound, you know, that just kind of don't sound right. That sounds sound kind of high. So let me, um, anyway, sh- shortening the story, he he not only um, gave me the man's number, he took me there, showed me, I followed him there to the mechanic. And do you know that this man, this mechanic charged me $60, 60 bucks. Talking about 60, y'all. Six Z raw. From where people were going to charge me 200 plus. And I, had, I paid for the parts. I think I paid for the, uh, I, I bought because I needed a tune up. He said I didn't even need wires. Everybody told me I need to swap it. He took the wires out, showed me, he said, ma'am, see, this is how they work. And they, he took everything apart, explained everything to me, told me I didn't even need wires, just put the spark plugs in. I went to the store, bought the spark plugs. Well, I guess that was $19, $20. And I wound up spending eight, $85 or so in all compared to 250 plus, compared to 200 plus. What I could have been spending three and four and five hundred. That's just on the one of the incidents I could talk about. Because see, this is what I'm saying. You know, just the spirit continued to just to just just guide me and guide my life. And so since the alchemy class, I'm paying more attention now. Though you see, so I'm I'm paying real, very very close attention. I, I, I'm not just uh, taking it for, for granted because I, I used to kind of try to live my life like that anyway. But just like I said, this is a remembrance. See, this this brought me back to myself for real because it's like don't spend money that you don't. If I don't need to spend no money, don't be spending no money. And especially more in particular, like she talked about on the Sabbath day, you know, try not to spend, you know, even money. So all these little things, they just be working. It works. Everything that she's telling us and teaching us and everything that we are, uh, if we're doing it, you know, and it's a process. And some of it, is ain't, some of it ain't so easy now because I tell you, I'm in this faith Walk. I'm in this repositioning situation, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, do something and do something quickly here. But the thing is, I'm still being provided for and taken care of, and I just thought that was major. I mean, man, I'm so rejoiced about that. I mean, $85 instead of, of what could have been two or three or four or 500 I mean, what, what, what a tremendous savings, what a tremendous savings. So I'm, I'm, I'm noticing and watching my signs. And uh, then, you know, the numerology, and I'm learning about my numbers, you know, like I'm in a three-winter and a two-year, and I am a personal two, and what else is it? Oh, life path eight, and I don't know if I should be sharing all this stuff or not. I'm just, you know, but, uh, you know, but I'm just saying, see, I never knew what, you know, all of this stuff meant and never realized that numbers have so much meaning. And it's just unbelievable. I said, gosh, you mean, Timmy, we can, I mean, how, how could we not have known some of the stuff, you know, before now? Like I said, I got grown children. I got grandchildren. I think maybe a great-grand maybe now on the way or whatever. So I'm just saying, you know, well, <laughs> all these years been here, you know, and I'm just not finding this out. Although some of these things I was practicing but didn't even know that it had a name. And so learning how to uh, watch those, uh, you know, watching the, the, the numbers and the sign, the times that I'm in and seeing if it all, you know, jails together. Like when I, in, in my decision making, when I'm getting ready to do something or, 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 or say something and I'm like, well, wait a minute, okay, well, where am I? Let me go back and check this chart. You know, where, where's my numerology going? Where's my energy? 
What's the energy report? <laughs> the energy report. You know, what does the energy report say? And then so now I'm learning how to, you know, I kind of conduct my life uh, more so on that level, you know, um, than ever before. Like I say, there were times when we would always say, well, you know, we've been led by the Holy Spirit or however the Spirit got. And then it still boils all the way down to, I guess, pretty much the same thing. It's all the same difference. But then when she was using these words, I was like, Gosh, what does that what does that mean? And sometimes she still say things that I don't that I might not know. But this is what I remember that she said. You have the experience and then if I'm not if I hope I'm saying it right, you'll have the experience and then the knowledge, or you have the knowledge and then the experience. Which way is it? I get kind of get it kind of crossed up. But anyway, I think it's you have the experience. You 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 having the experience and then it then later on the light bulb goes off, something like that. I was trying to quote it, y'all. I might not didn't quote it so well. But anyway, the point I'm making is it works. Whether Whichever one of them comes first, when we follow it and, um, you know, really take it to heart, it truly, truly all works. I've been uh, truly blessed with the whole thing. I have all these friends um, across the globe because, like I say, down here in South Carolina, you get to, you get to talking like that, and, you know, people just don't look at you like, you know, I don't know where you come from. Yeah, that's just the way they're going to be looking at you. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't want, I don't want to know what you're talking about. But, uh, but people are becoming more open as I talk about um, different things and tech, talking to them about how, you know, how the, you know with, with, these, with the medicine and with the natural and just the different, just, just a small alternative. You can do a small thing, and it can make uh, such a big difference, and and seeing what I see in medicine, how these co- these cancers are just just totally taken over, just oh my gosh, it's just so unbelievable, and it's just my heart just just bleeds. I mean, my I ha- my uncle is you know going to have a Earl, colon surgery in Earl, the Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We've only got about ten minutes left. And I just want we've had a few people um, just join the radio show recently, and I just want to let everyone know that they were listening, who they were listening to. And this is Ms. Cheryl Smith from where in South Carolina are you based Char- out of? Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. And Char- she is a registered nurse and a holistic healer of many talents. And she's also one of the graduates of the 2011 WOTA training. And, you know, since we just have a few minutes left, I wanted to see if anyone in our audience had a question for either you or Jomo, because um, you put uh, a whole lot of good stuff out there. You were definitely going with the flow um, right there and sharing a lot. Both of you did. And so for folks who are called in uh, who aren't connected to us online, you can press the one on your button if you want to raise your hand and if you have a quest, a question for one of our guests. And if you are online listening and on the chat and you have a question for the guests, feel free to put it in there and I will ask it of them. And my name is Jason and I am also a 2011 graduate, and I'm a filmmaker 
an environmental educator. Um, my wife and I program called Green Gorillas Youth Media Tech Collective, and I am your media maestro tonight. Thanks for the good coaching of Coach Kair. I've learned how to work the board. We had a uh, test run a few weeks ago on one of his shows, hosting Diana as a guest, two-part series. Maybe some of you had heard that. And now this is uh, my first totally official time, uh, 100% at the controls tonight. So I appreciate you bearing with me as I was a little tired and trying to keep everything um, under track. I see we've got a caller from 718-258. I'm going to put you live on the line. So caller from the 718-258, you're live. Greetings. This is Hitana. Hey, Hitana, love. Hi. I have a question for Jomo. Jomo, I was intensely interested about your urban gardening initiative. I'd like to know um, where you are at with that. Have you been successful in in gardening in the city, and if so, where? Um, I... uh have not gardened in the city since I've been back. Um, I say the most I have right now is a bucket full of compost, <laughs> worm compost um, in my kitchen. Um, this this year I'm going to be doing gardening. I intend to be gardening around the corner from where I live, um, a box for me to grow food, vegetables um, over the season here in the city. And uh, if anything goes beyond that, I'm open to it, you know. Thank you. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, thank you for calling in, Hitana. Great no. to hear you. You have a question for Ms. Cheryl. You're the only one with your hand up right now. Well, what I can say for Cheryl is amen, sister. Oh. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Oh, amen. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, Cheryl, I want to give you the opportunity to um, let people know if you if you have a website or a blog or anything um, like that. If you want, now, now see, I, have, I haven't I haven't gotten good as y'all pros yet. And I see y'all y'all the pros, you know, and, and got to the pro stage yet. All I all I got is a phone number. <laughs> I'm just kind of in the process, like I said, I'm being repositioned with some things, and so um, I'm just still trying to kind of uh, work through the process right now, and I don't have that at the present time. Those are things that are coming. Okay. I, I put it that You're way. You're definitely moving and shaking these days, <laughs> and, and you can live your passion and do your um, you have a holistic healing work, and and even bring it into your the work you've done as a registered nurse, and let people know that that's that's how you roll. That you um, aren't just going for the same old, same old anymore. That you're about people really getting well. Really getting, yeah, and that's that's my heart. That's right. You just spoke my heart. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for um, coming and sharing with us. And thank you. That uh, in the audience, 
And so for make sure we get our announcements in, uh, WOTA official business, before we wrap up for the evening, I am going to bring um, Miss Chameleon in New York, to, who has just such a great and sensual radio voice. She's going to share with you the Stuckulin announcements for tonight. <laughs> If announcements well, can be succulent, she's going to make it. succulent and juicy. <laughs> <laughs> um, good, good night, everyone. This is Chameleon once again. Um, I wanted to say thank you to everyone on the call. Thank you for having me a part of this um, auspicious occasion. I really appreciate it. So here it goes. Uh, the Way of the Alchemist announcements for Monday, March 5th. 2012 goes as uh, March 21st, WOTA will be hosting a conference call for community healing from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The call is uh, 218-844-8230, and the code is 394-934. Participants will be guided through spiritual healing and using collective energy. Healing formulas for spring will also be shared on the call. There will also be a Q&A portion with guest alchemist Gitana, who we just heard from a few moments ago, and Hank Rising Sun. The topic will be relationships. It is by donation. Participants are able to make those donations on the WOTA website, and that is www.wayofthealchemist.info. Also, uh, Diana Farr will be, the day before, will be on the Way of the Alchemist radio show via Original Native Radio. Um, and we'll be discussing the spring equinox and um, what these uh, spiritual holidays signify in our own lives and how we can uh, use them to better further us in our lives. She will also be getting um, to will begin taking calls for readings and alchemical formulas by phone, beginning Wednesday, March twenty eighth, two thousand and twelve. The consultations are by donation, and no appointments are required. Um, the calls will be commenced between ten a.m. and five p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We ask that you make all donations. For this uh, call at the way of the info to be placed on Walter's mailing list uh, for any other questions regarding the way of the alchemist and information on the guests that we've had on the show tonight as well as to um, to sign up for the calls the weekly calls that we have on Tuesday from Dot the way of the alchemist dot info and that's W A Y O F is in Foxtrot Season Tango H E A L Season Charlie H E M is in Mike I S P is in Tango dot info. Diana once again will be taking calls Wednesday, March twenty eighth, from ten AM to five PM Eastern Standard Time. And the telephone number for that is 
347-685-9682. And I believe that's all of the announcements. So thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much, Chameleon. And she is one of the students and trainees in this year's Way of the Alchemist. We're coming down to our last minute here with you. So we just want to thank again OriginalNativeRadio.com and Coach Kair for welcoming us onto the network and being a very gracious host. And we look forward to continuing to bring this show to you each and every week, every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we really appreciate our guests this evening, uh, Jomo Alakoye in Harlem and Cheryl Smith in Charleston, South Carolina. This has been the episode of The Way of the Alchemist, Woda, and have a very good night and a blessed week. <laughs>